about your work, how your boss is a jerk. We talk about your church and your head when it hurts. We talk about the troubles you've been having with your brother, about your daddy and your mother and your crazy ex-lover. We talk about your friends and the places that you've been. We talk about your skin and the dimples on your chin. The polish on your toes and the run in your holes. And God knows we're going to talk about your clothes. You know talking about you makes me smile. But every once in a while, I want to talk about me. want to talk about I. Good morning. It's January 28th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. The music you're listening to is I Want to Talk About Me by Toby Keith. Today's title is, What About Me? He who is humble is confident and wise. He who brags is insecure and lacking. Lisa Edmondson. We live in an odd time in America. All around us, we see the erosion of personal responsibility, but at the same time, a pervasive focus on the self. Everyone sees a problem with the education system, the family, the environment, big business, the banks and financial institutions, the police, the government on all levels, and the media. Solutions fall into the NIMBY category, where all sorts of steps are proposed, but when others try to implement them, it's okay as long as it's, quote, not in my backyard, unquote, where the solution might actually require sacrifice from you personally. That's crazy talk, right? I mean, it's not your fault. Sixty years ago, Leonard Bernstein saw it coming and expressed it in West Side Story. Who, me, Officer Kutke? Yeah, you! Give me one good reason for not dragging you down to the station house, you punk! Dear kindly Sergeant Krupke, you gotta understand, it's just our bringing upkey that gets us out of hand. Our mothers all are junkies, our fathers all are drunks. Golly Moses! Naturally, we're punks, too. Officer Grumpy, we're very upset. We never had the love that every child ought to get. We ain't no delinquents, we're misunderstood. Deep down inside us, there is good. There is good, there is good, there is good, there is untapped. Like inside, the worst of us is good. The gang kids weren't delinquents. That would mean it was their fault. No, they had a social disease, exemplified in the deplorable circumstances surrounding their home life. No one wants to take responsibility for their own bad behavior. Recently, I backed my large Toyota Tundra into a small sports car in the mall parking lot on a noon run from the office. I couldn't even see it until I felt the crunch. I had not a dent on my truck, but the trailer hitch pretty much filleted the rear end of the parked car. I jumped out, took pictures, left a note with my insurance info, and my cell phone. On the way home, I called my insurance agent. Relax, it was hands-free. She listened to the story and then said, Well, why on earth did you leave a note? I was, well, stupefied. Why what? I said. She explained how it wouldn't have cost the company anything if I had just left and never given it a thought. When the very nice young lady whose car it was called that night, she had the same question. Why might I ask, did you leave a note? This is for real, people. Am I just old? 
While society deteriorates to this low level, our children's role models in college and professional athletics are doing gorilla dances in the end zones, pointing to themselves, pounding on their chests, fake posing for pictures, because all that they have achieved is clearly due to their own efforts. Not their parents, their coaches, not even the linemen whose blocking made their spectacular run possible. Politicians stand up and take credit for any improvement in society while making excuses for the riots that took place on their watch or the kickback payments from government contractors that somehow ended up in their accounts without their knowledge. This focus on self and lack of true personal responsibility isn't a new thing, just more prevalent or more visible due to social media. Jesus had to deal with this. At the Last Supper of all places, once the disciples know that one of them would betray Christ, they skip right past it and start arguing about which one of them is the greatest. Once again, Jesus has to explain what is meant by a servant heart and that the last shall be first and the first last in the kingdom of heaven. Luke twenty-two twenty-three through 27. Peter even claims that he would follow Jesus to death with no hesitation. Read, how cool a disciple am I? When the Lord informs him that actually he will deny him three times in the next 12 hours. Luke twenty-two thirty-four. You want peace and joy? Then stop focusing on yourself. Paul makes it very clear in the letter to the Philippians. Humility. Placing the needs of others before yourself. Considering others, in fact, better than yourself. Do nothing through selfish ambition or vain conceit. Have the mind of Christ, who humbled himself while God, choosing to live as a simple man, serving others. Philippians 2, 1 through 11. A man is called selfish, not for pursuing his own good, but for neglecting his neighbors. R. Watley. The world says, you have needs, satisfy them. Indeed, expand them and demand more. The result for the rich is isolation and suicide. The result for the poor, envy and murder. Heavenly Father, let your servant son be our model every day. When we strive for the betterment of our circumstances, remind us not to do so at the expense of others. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.